from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Hello. Hello and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month, we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in Tom's book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. And today, we'll also talk more about the rewrite of that book. And we hope to hear from you about your projects and success stories as well and your path to a healthy, happy, successful life. We hope you'll join us in the conversation by calling or emailing us with your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe or www.successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther. Tom's on the other end. We're about 1,500 miles apart thanks to the wonderfulness of technology. I'm in uh, rainy Washington State. And Tom, you're telling me uh, it's, believe it or not, it's not raining in Arizona. <laughs> it's not raining, and it's about uh, 78 degrees going up to about 85, maybe 90, which is perfect for me because I get to ride yeah. my motorcycle, and I'm a very happy camper in this type of weather. So <laughs> we, it's it's just a whole different different world that we're in down here. Yeah, uh, today um, I. We don't have a guest, but uh, I have a couple people that hopefully may call in, um, and we encourage people to to call in. But today, just some of the uh, an overview of what we would like to discuss. I'm I'm actually going to speak today about how I'm using the book "Success or Failure: The Choice Is Yours." How I'm using things in that book right now to uh, help me with. Uh, the golf course business running uh, Sun City Country Club, but uh, for doing the things of doing well in your business so you can do good in your community. And that allows us to work with Eve's Place, which is a victim, uh, shelter for victims of domestic violence, which uh, is very pervasive in today's society, uh, one-fourth of all people in one way or shape or another are affected by the victims of domestic violence. Uh, we're going to talk about GPS, our golf program in schools, and um, the kids' programs that we have here at the clubs, and helping people get into the game of golf. And then finally talking a little bit about uh, where I got some of my original information, which was uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, which was written by George Clausen in 1927. So you can tell that some of the things we want to talk to about today are uh, how how you can implement the things that are in the book. It's made for people to start your vision by defining your success, getting balance in your life, then six steps to reach all of your goals. That's out of Napoleon Hill how to get started, and then think of yourself as a business. Make 
it doesn't matter if you have your own business or you have a job, either one, you're in the business of you and the idea is how do you how do you get the most out of what you're doing? How can you get do well in your business, which is your job? How do you promote yourself? How do you move up the corporate ladder? How do you attract business uh, customers to that business? And finally, uh, how to have uh, reach success and have balance in your life for the purpose of living your life well so that you can do good in your community. And that's pretty much where where I'm at today, Terry. So I'll let <laughs> that's you... a pretty full pretty full menu. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it, I'm I'm just amazed by the more stuff that you do, the more stuff you find you can do. The more you yeah. think the other way, if your mind goes on the negative side, you're right. Everything is terrible. Nothing is is right. You can get into the political stuff and all the things that are going on there, and you can beat yourself up or you can be happy or whichever way you want to make it. But the bottom line is success or failure, the choice is yours. And this is really what what we're we're talking about today. I mean, uh, I, I, I I, I've been going to Eve's place, and they were trying to make up a uh, a brochure that would let people feel more comfortable coming in. And I mean, most of the people I talk to are, are ladies in, in the shelters, but 10% of them are men. I mean, and like I asked one of the men who's about 6'4 and about 240 pounds, I said, how big was your wife? And he says, hey, you got to sleep sometime, and she had a baseball bat. I mean, it, it works two ways. So it, it's not just this is only only this happening. It's but once something bad happens to you, how do you how do you get out of that that rut? Unless you look in the mirror and say, I need to help people. And you look in the mirror and you see a person looking back at you, and that's where you got to start. Do you, do you agree with that kind of? Thing, Terry, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and as as we've worked with with people at Eve's place or with homeless veterans and others, the key thing I think you said, you know, early on, Tom, and that's that success or failure, the choice is yours. But you have to make a choice, and not just make a mental choice, but make an action step choice. In other words, it's real easy to say, I want to be better, and I will be better. But until you have a plan and not just then stop at the plan, although that is step one, <laughs> start thinking about the plan, you've yeah. got to take that first step. I mean, you know, the, the old saying, the longest journey starts with that first step. And and what we, we find far too often when we're talking about people making the choice of success or failure is they will always make the choice mentally, but they've got to move their feet and their mind and, and body toward toward the action steps of being successful in the choice. And, and I think that's a key ingredient, and not just for folks who are at risk and have issues. I think for anyone, whether it's you want to get better at playing the piano or you want a better job, you, you make the choice. Yeah, I see. That's exactly uh, what I'm talking about today. Is you know, I, 
my son and I wrote the book, and and then we just updated it. And people ask me, well, the book has still got 80 90% of what you had before, so why the new book? Well, that extra 20% is huge. I mean, it's just like, how do you get started? You Oh, I want a better life for me. I want a better life for my family. Okay, now, what does that look like? What does that mean? What does that mean to the individual? It's like um, I was at a meeting today, and, and they were talking about, well, we give value. And the person says, well, what does what does value mean? Every person gets to decide what the value is. I mean, not everybody is looking to make the most money or you know, be the president of the United States or uh, be a ditch digger. I mean, whatever the person ascribes to, that's where they want to go. And when you're looking at it, to me, value is the equals the experience minus the price. So if you're living your life and you're getting no, no benefit back, the experience of you living is this depressed mode that so many people are in because they just can't take enough uh, antidepressants to get themselves squared away. Uh, naturally, they're they're not going to be happy people, but they don't have any they don't have any vision of what that happiness state is. Do you see what I'm what I'm trying yeah. to get at? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, they, I just yeah. Go ahead. Well, I know I was just I think what what you're saying is the the vision of I've always lived this way. I'm not sure I know how to think to develop a plan to live another way. Yeah. And see this is what is so important with this with the book now before I just said the word start. You have to start. It's just what you said about the longest journey starts with a single step. That's only moving one foot. All you have to do is move one foot. That can get you started on your journey because naturally the next step is going to come and the other foot has to move. But <laughs> so, so starting with your vision is what is your definition of success? What would be the perfect place? Now, if you could start today and say to yourself, well, let's see. I would like to have a million dollars, and you go, wait, well, what would I do with it? You know, would that be enough? Um, it, and what is it the money for? Is it the fact that you have money, therefore now I don't have to work? I mean, that's that's what's so sad about it. What's your vision? So what I, what we do with the book is you say, okay, in five years... What would you like your life to be like? Who's in it? Here you are, and you're you're standing in front of your house or the place that you live, and you're standing in front of it. Now turn around and look at your house. What does it look like? What kind of a house is it? Then turn around again and look at your neighborhood. What does that look like? And then look at your family. Who's Who's in the house with you? Who do you want to be there? And if, as you go through each one of these steps and visualize, actually see yourself in this better place that you envision, 
it's not just I'm I'm standing on a pile of uh, hundred dollar bills so that I have a million dollars. It's what else is in my life and what do I want there? And then even more important, what don't you want? You know, I mean, it's uh, like I talk to a lot of, I mean, here at Sun City Country Club, I mean, we have a lot of older people, 55 and up, right? So what are, the, what are most of these people like? Well, they, they're pretty happy if their kids don't live with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's... You know what do you see in your life, and and, and uh, did did you do a good job raising your kids? Where you know maybe that should be what what you're looking at is how do I help others uh, get their own house and move out of mine, not stop living in my refrigerator. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know that's what I say. That's that a lot of my conversations go with the older people, but of course now that I'm working with GPS, um, which is golf program in schools. And I think this this whole program, what I'm visualizing and talking about that, that's where we started with this golf program in schools. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. We're public charity. Um, we're trying to get people to help us raise funds to, to sponsor us, growing and reaching more kids. But in our first year, we're up to over 4,000 kids that we've introduced golf to. Now, does that mean every kid now is out playing golf and they're happy in this this plan? No. We gave them some more things to think about. We're starting them at a younger age where they start thinking about, well, do I want to go to college? Do I want to have a job? And I ask the kids, I say, well, if if you want to have a particular job or you want to have a business, how do you think that gets started? And, and we actually have a conversation of why golf is important to them and why the highest economic demographic plays golf. It's, uh, yeah, it's you know, and I, th- I think you're... You're bringing up the same point that you brought up earlier with the folks we're working at with Eve's Place. You're helping people visualize the future that they could not have otherwise visualized. So the kids that, that we're helping in golf or you know, get introduced to golf, we're really introducing to another aspect of sport, another aspect of society, another aspect of what they could be uh, for their careers, and to help them visualize that roadmap, if you will, to what, what they want to be and where they want to go. And then, as we've always said, maybe that's the hardest thing because some people can't visualize it, but these kids never would have had a clue about the types of career opportunities in golf if they weren't exposed to GPS, let alone whether it might be a sport for a lifetime that they'll love. So by exposing them to new thoughts, new ideas, new opportunities, same thing for other people, for any of us. If people can share with you new ideas, new thoughts of what you can be to get better or to be what you want to be, that's step one. And then 
as we've always said, or I've said, play that movie backwards. What did it take to get there, or what will it take to get there um, until you're looking at that first step? And so is that first step the golf lesson? Is that first step classes in agronomy? Is that first step more education in another field that you're, you're interested in? But first, you've got to have people to help you visualize what it can be, get that firm in your mind, and then back that up to develop the plan to get there and take the first step. That That is that's so v- valid and so important. In fact, I mean, you and I would not know each other if, I mean, here we are, you're in Spokane, Washington, I'm in Sun City, Arizona, and we're talking to many, many people out here uh, and putting this on blog talk radio so other people can hear it. But the fact that we're even talking and know each other and became friends is because of golf. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, so that's the, that's the the thread and that's what I'm trying that is exactly what I'm trying to show to these kids when they're I'm I'm mostly working with freshmen in in high school. These are yeah. kids that first tee has missed. These are kids that uh junior golf has missed. They didn't even know that they had talent or ability, uh, no matter what their socioeconomic background is, their ethnic background, their family situation. None of that really comes into play when you actually are getting every kid that goes through the freshman class. So we're getting, we're introducing every child that is going to go through high school because they all have to take PE and we're teaching in their PE class. So it's the only program that's available like what we're doing, and that's why it's growing so fast. And and so what's happening is, as a business, I mean, in just a year, we went from 80 students in two classes to this year we're over 800 classes and 4,000 students uh, in two school districts. So... And I've got seven more districts to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it, it's clearly a model that can be replicated, but it can only be replicated by more people becoming interested, uh, both physically and financially. And I know, uh, Tom, you and, and some of our team, I was up here, um, have developed a, a, a grant application, I believe, to the is it Tohono Odom tribe there in Arizona who gives dollars away to programs for kids. Um, you know, we're really hoping that, that that application is successful, but we're looking for additional opportunities like that, whether it be grant applications, I mean, funds that are sitting there to help kids in the way that, that Tom's just explained, or uh, sponsors potentially through business opportunities who where the business could advance themselves really for the betterment of kids. Uh, see, that's absolutely correct. And and what the the we actually in our first year we received um, we haven't got we've got one sponsor uh, that's an insurance company. Now I hope to have that grow as we grow the the, the group. So it's Sun City Country Club is a major major sponsor, and um, the. It, it costs about $20 a kid to put them through the program. 
especially in the beginning, because you have to buy equipment and okay. have to have resources to to do that. Well, so far, uh, Sun City Country Club is very supportive of it, and uh, then we have an uh, insurance company that insures golf properties, and they see they they are are very into golf and and growing the game and for the right reasons and so that's what we're looking at but with the uh, Tahona Odom Nation it's a a Native American group that owns a uh, that just built a casino here in the West Valley and uh, they've had to fight their way through uh, regulations that are unbelievable to uh, get their casino built, and the point is that they give 12% of their uh, proceeds to local charities, and uh, they they like to give it directly to cities, and now this year they actually send it to us as a non-profit, but what we have to do is go to the mayor of a city and get them to write a letter that says that they will be a the funding source so that the nation can send funds directly to the city and then the city can hire us, GPS nonprofit, to perform the services. And so that's the Mayor Kathy Carlot of Peoria has last year she signed a um, and put a very nice letter together for us and uh, she's doing the same thing. Uh, today I go to pick that up and we have to write a a response to request for proposals um, by June the 3rd. And so we're in the process of doing that. And uh, so we hopefully will be able to to get a, a major supporter for that, what we're trying to do. And people say, well, don't you think it's odd to have a casino um, support things for kids? No. Because they do a lot of good, they have. It's not just gambling that they're doing. They're not just taking money. They're putting money back into the community. They they will eventually have three thousand employees working at their yeah. casino, and there's there's a and then the money they make goes to help their tribe. So and their local communities that they're in. They're just they're a business. It's just like. GPS as a nonprofit has to function like a business, and that all comes from the vision of it. And uh, my vision is: I know there's 84,000 freshman students every year go through uh, approximately 700 Maricopa County schools, and I want to be teaching all of those kids. I want them to experience the same things that I'm getting to experience of, from golf. And like I mentioned, it's where I met Terry Munther, who's <laughs> yeah. very a very good friend and has helped me a lot with my book and, you know, and helping us with, with uh, you know, our show and our program. Because of your background in schools, you've given me a, an insight even though you said that it was a very difficult thing to get the superintendents to to accept our program, um, they're now seeing the value of it. And Peoria yep. uh, Unified School District 
uh, on December 3rd of last year, gave us a certificate of appreciation for outstanding contribution to public education of GPS in Peoria Unified Schools. I mean, we're so proud of that. I can't even I can't even come close to to well, and that's and that. that's what will be important for the future too, Tom. From a from a former superintendent's point of view, we're a very conservative lot. Obviously, we have to be in this oh yes this, uh, this day and age, and. And but now the the model has proven successful, and so uh, again looking at it, if I were still in the business, I would say, oh, well, that worked pretty well uh, for that high school in Peoria, and uh, we're looking at additional career opportunity education for students, and this looks like a, a great great opportunity. So it's the proof is in the pudding. You want to step back and say, let's. We do this a lot. If, you know, let's step back and see how this goes before we jump in with both feet. And right. the good news is it's gone swimmingly well. And so I, I think we've created the template. It's just now a matter of how can we replicate it and expand it. And as we've talked about, that's going to take additional folks and additional funding. Yeah. Uh, I, what the main th you always need money. So money is always yeah. uh, a, a big a big port part of anything that you do. Nonprofits yep. are all about they have to have money. And in the state of Arizona, there are 22,000 nonprofits. So it's not like uh, there's nobody out there asking for money. And our point is the money that we raise, we raise it because we're not charging the students and we're not charging the school district. And we are bringing a very high-level golf instruction. I have one of the best teachers in the state of Arizona, uh, Bob Bleen, who is an excellent teacher. I mean, if he can improve my game, he can improve anybody's <laughs> game. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just really a, a big part of it. In fact, I'm going to play golf today at 11, and I'm sorry you're up in Spokane or we could play together. But, uh, <laughs> well, I've, I've brought my clubs up here, but I didn't bring any rain gear, so I have not <laughs> yeah. gone out yet since we've been up here. But I hope to in the coming weeks. Yeah, but so anyway... I got a little divergent there, but the idea is we bring PGA quality instruction. Then we need volunteers like myself. I'm in over 800 uh, school PE classes this year. Uh, that's what I'm scheduled for. I've, I've done about 400, and I've got 400 more in the in the fall. And that's if I don't add some more schools, which we're definitely trying to do. Uh, so we don't charge the students and we don't charge the uh, district. The district does have a cost. They have to have insurance on us, and they have to um, bring the uh, kids to the field trip. So they, they do have a bus thing, and, and that is the, the expense to them. But they see what, is, what the kids are getting out of it. I mean, um, I've had several people... Uh, in this district contact me and just say what a great program and how they're seeing the kids actually make changes in the classroom. So we're not only just teaching them golf swing, uh, 
Peoria has the school, the PE class divided into their 90-minute classes. So they have a girls' class and a boys'. And so we get 45 minutes with each one of them, and that's about 20 to 40 kids in a class. And when they're not in the PE class with us, they're in a classroom and they're viewing uh, videos that we've put together so that they can learn the golf rules, they learn uh, etiquette, they learn, um, they can actually see how to act on a golf course. And then part of it is introduction to golf where they, because we're not training them to be great golf players. What what we're doing is telling them this is the only sport where there's no referee except yourself. So that's honesty is first thing that's on on board is you got to have honesty then the next thing that you have to do when when you're going to be playing golf is every person can play golf now not every person can be on the high school basketball or the football or the track team but every person can play the game of golf so god gives us a certain amount of skill talent excuse me God gives us the talent that comes from our parents and our genes, and that's who we are as a human being. But the skill level that you have to play the game comes from your, the individual, doing the work that's necessary to build their skill level to their talent level. And this is what we're trying to bring out in people. How do you do the best you can be? How can you be, like the Army says, be the best you can be? That's by building your skill level up. But if you're never introduced to it, you never get the opportunity. And this is really why we're seeing some changes in just just six classes. I mean, we're, we're not there a long time. We're six classes, six PE classes, and one uh, field trip that's that's what yeah. our program consists of and then they get to come out in the summer and play for free so yeah they, i mean i it's just just a terrific model it's a terrific program you know i i wonder tom and you and i haven't talked about it as much but why wouldn't the you know groups like pga the professional golf association or lpga be interested in the sense that the numbers of young golfers is declining. And so they're looking for ways to get young millennials involved in the game of golf, and this is certainly a model to do that. Have you talked to anyone, or has there been any interest from any of the golf associations? No. uh, In fact, my... my general manager here at Sun City Country Club is the vice president of the PGA Southwest section and um, he's planning, he's in line, he has to get voted in, but next year he would be in line to be the president. Uh, that's a, that's, there's 1,500 PGA pros in his organization and I'm not getting any feedback up from them. So I just figured that that my program has to grow more. So what we're what what I'm doing is I'm reaching out to the different schools, the, the ones that I can afford, uh, because yeah. it's primarily me that 
not me, but Sun City Country Club, that's funding it and being a sponsor. So I have to be very careful where I go to the next step. But I think it's about getting enough kids involved in it so that I can point to uh, the powers that be. And yeah. uh, one of the things that we are working with is other nonprofits that have actually, uh, I won't, nobody's got excess cash, but some nonprofits are able to raise more money than others and long established. So we're working with uh, Special Olympics because we have their Arizona golf uh, program that they have a three-day golfing contest. Sometimes 800 kids participate in it, not not just kids, but in their program. Their their, their average ages of their um, their the people in their care is about uh, 47, 46 years old. So they need to reach out into the schools to let people know that there's help through Special Olympics. And right. So we're going to partner with them. They want us to be a, a, a statewide program. And uh, there's, like I say, there's 84,000 freshmen in the state, and 54,000 of those are right here in Maricopa County. So I'm I'm going to concentrate on Maricopa County, uh, which is the largest part of the state. And then as Special Olympics wants us to grow, they've we're working on trying to form a partnership with them where they can help us out somewhat to to grow. So we're we're looking at every every app every access to growth and bringing the program to more kids. But our program is an inclusive program. So we also do a a a program for the kids on the autism spectrum here at Sun City Country Club. So and it's free to the parents. That's that's my main function. When I try to put a program together, it's got to be free to the people who need the service. And then people who feel that they want to help out in their community, we're reaching out to them to be part of. So we need we need money naturally. It's $20 a kid. I got I'm looking at between 4 and 5,000 kids for this this coming up year, that in the next 12 months, I, I will have over 5,000 kids in the program, and it's $20 a, a child. So you're getting just about past my limit of uh, asking Sun City Country Club to sponsor that program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a limit to everything. So I do need other people, but it's not just money. It's we need volunteers. We need people. And I have to say, I, I mean, I, I have gotten some very dedicated volunteers that actually see how much help this is doing. I, they'll come out for the field trip days, but it's just Bob Lean and myself in the classes, and I, I really need somebody to, to step into that you know, who will go there and just have some. They don't have to be PGA professionals, Bob does that but just to be there and give kids encouragement and help them out with their swing a little bit some things i mean like i'm yeah. i don't know how to fix every problem that a kid has but if there's a, i can help them with the general stuff 
and <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so grip. Well, because what we're that, that's another purpose of GPS. It's not only helping kids find their right path through golf. It's also grip, posture, and swing. That's really what we're trying to give the kids. Because I have five high schools that have their their uh, golf teams come here and play at Sun City Country Club. Well, problem with with that with the kids. I that's where I got into this. Another way I got into it is I asked the coaches. I said, "What's the biggest problem that you have?" recruiting people to play golf and they said if I just had a, a one kid that knew how to grip a golf club I would feel that I I you know won the, the lottery so it's that's what we're doing we're we're getting we're giving the kids the fundamentals and the empowerment to know that if they want to perf- they want to pursue their their skill level and build it up. We are giving them a resource because when they come and play in the summertime, they they have to bring a paying adult. It's twenty dollars for a paying adult with a with a sponsoring a kid. So it's two people for twenty dollars, and I throw in the golf cart. And if the kids don't have clubs, I'll, I don't rent them. I provide them. So. Yeah. You know, there's there's no economic reason that these kids are going to say, oh, I can't do that because it costs too much. No, it takes your time, it takes your dedication, and guess what? Those are the same things that makes America great. That's why Americans are are so productive. And, you know, as you get away from that and say, oh, you just got to give me stuff, well, no, your t- your talent doesn't grow your skill level doesn't grow because you just sit on the couch and watch TV. So got to be out and, and perfecting it. And that's really what we're trying to teach the kids. Yeah. And, and again, it comes back full circle, Tom, to what we even talked about at the start, which, which is having the visualization and then taking the first step. And you don't take the first step usually sitting on the couch watching the TV. Um, if you've visualized it and you know what you want and you have the plan, then it takes getting off the couch and yeah. swinging the golf club or making the application or going to enroll in that class, whatever that those steps are. And I think every human, not just us, although it's kind of your mission and my mission in the work that we've done and the work we'll continue to do, is to help people do those two things to visualize what their future can be and help them visualize that and then back that through to a plan of action to get to that goal and then help them take that first and second and third and fourth and fifth and as your book says that sixth step right that's the whole the whole point is the visualization of the start and that that is in in the new book. That's really what we're emphasizing. How do you get off the couch? How do you how do you know and understand and start to believe that you can have anything you want? I mean, in this country, if you want to be poor, you can be poor. But don't blame somebody else because they 
give you food stamps and they give you this and they give you that so you don't work and you vote for them. You know, that's just so terrible. We're so much more capable than that, and that's really what I'm trying to put out in golf is that you can have anything you want as long as you're willing to, first of all, visualize what it is because so many people do things for for no reason. They have, oh, that's how I felt at the time. Okay, good. Well, was that part of your plan? I mean, did, did is this why you wound up in this position because you planned it? No, just that's where that trail leads. The same thing, the trail of golf leads to golf scholarships. Every year, there's $100 million of golf scholarships, and today about 20% of those are going unapplied for. So by the time these freshmen get out, get ready to go to school, and I ask them, I mean, in class, I say, how many do you want to go to college? And they'll raise their hand, you know, maybe half. And they said, how many would go to college if you could go there on a scholarship? And they all, all of them. Everybody would go if they could get a scholarship. I said, do you know scholarships are not given, they're earned? You have to earn a scholarship. First you have to know you want to go to a school. So then you, with the Internet, everything's at your fingertips. Look it up. Find out what school you want to go. What's your career path that you want to go to? If you can get these kids to think about it at this age. I mean, I was fortunate to have a a very strict German father. And because I was a mess up, and I mean, I I can't say the the word <laughs> on on this show, but I I like to not work. I like to have fun. I as a kid, and that's that's my whole my whole thing in life was just going day up, sun up to sun down and just having a good time. And my dad kind of had this little harness on me. And at 11 and a half, he, at 11, he had me think about what jobs I want to do. And I had to narrow it down to three jobs by the time I'm 11 and a half. And when I was 12, I had to come up with a decision of what I wanted to do with my life. And that's that's a real part of what I'm trying to do for the kids that they're not my children, but they're my they're in my village. You know, they're they're the ones that are gonna come after us and what kind of a society do you want? Do you want somebody that's overweight and eating um you know, whatever the heck they eat that makes them so heavy they're not working out, they're not working. Uh, and what kind of a life is that? Where's the production? Where's the thrill of actually getting in and competing? And not getting a trophy because you showed up, but getting a trophy because you did the absolute best you could do, and and you succeeded. And that that's that's what this is all about, I think. So, if we can find some sponsors to help us, we need donations of golf clubs. I mean, not the real old stuff. I mean, but if if it's if it's still usable, that we can we can do. Um, I mean, we get some. I'm in Sun City, and there's a lot of people that have clubs that are 40 and 50 years old. Well, technology's moved on from that quite a bit. But 
we yeah. do take those in anyway because we can scrap them. We we do take them in and and sell them for scrap, and uh, then we exchange some of them with. Uh, we have a gentleman that that does refurbishing of clubs and puts new grips in them. So there's a lot of things we can do to because you know uh, a steel shaft is pretty much going to last the life of the person who buys a club with a steel shaft. Uh, fiberglass shaft has probably got three to four years on it before it doesn't give you a true response, and so those need to have new shafts. So we have no problem. We we have some people that are donating some shafts and or giving us a, a discounted price on them. So we're able to uh, do some things like that. So if people have clubs, uh, we're Sun City Country Club um, here in Sun City, Arizona. You can uh, look us up at uh, suncitycountryclub.org or www.suncitycountryclub.org. And uh, you'll see our website, and there's a place on there to donate and things like that. So uh, that. That would be an excellent thing. So what we're needing is three things. We need cash, which we're 501c3, so that's a charitable donation. Get to write it off of your taxes. Uh, some sometimes uh, we're 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 working deals with people. Our our annual uh, dues are coming down, and we're trying to to make that easier so that we get more people to golf, so that we can. Um, we can compete in the in the market and still do our our golf program, be a sponsor for it. So um, there's those are just some of the different things that that people can do. So we need cash, we need uh, uh, clubs, and we need um, well, we need foam balls, we need uh, the the mats. We we hit off of uh, it's a thick uh, exterior carpet, you know, carpet for outside, but it's a real thick mat. The kids in the gyms, they're using real golf clubs, but we're using a foam ball, and we need uh, boxes of those because the kids have a tendency to haul them away. We're, <laughs> we're, trying, to, we're trying to get that stopped. And yeah. we talk to them about uh, honesty and integrity, and that's you don't leave with golf balls. So... <laughs> so we're <laughs> these are not souvenirs. So you know those are and then what we do putting in there and that's on on the uh, the little ex- outdoor carpet you know and yeah. uh, so we need that kind and of. And then they uh, come to the golf course and get to do the real thing. Yes, that's the whole thing. Yeah. We tell them when they come to the field trip, they do not have to. They're not getting lessons. They're getting to impart the stuff that they have already learned in the, on the driving range, putting, and chipping. And then I physically take a group around and talk to them about how you act, your your respect and your courtesy of being at a golf course. And I think a lot of parents would find... Uh, that kind of teaching for their kids uh, extraordinary. So it's yeah. not that they're bad kids; they're just rambunctious. And what I tell them, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the no, I, I, you know, I, I can't say enough good things. That, that the program um, 
it's just a great model, both for teaching a lifetime sport, for looking at career opportunities, for teaching respect and integrity and trustworthiness, and what parent or educator uh, wouldn't want that for their children. So we do hope we can get some additional sponsorship or grant dollars or if there's folks listening who have some brainstorming ideas about you know, where we might go, we certainly hope you'd contact us at uh, Sun City Country Club, uh, contact Tom, and uh, we'll keep moving forward in that direction, helping kids visualize the future that they want and the future that maybe they don't even know they can have. That's, Terry, you just hit on the, the main thing that keeps driving me is the kids that I have. I, I, I'll be working with a kid, and they say, well, I can't do this. And they said, well, what is your problem? And so they try to explain it, and you make a couple of corrections with their grip, and all of a sudden they got this beautiful swing. And this one girl that we helped them, I mean, it's, it's my driving force in my brain is seeing her be able to swing, find out that she was homeless. And she's a freshman in high school that's homeless. We helped her get a, a family, so she's now got a family situation. She's number one on the Peoria, number one or two on the Peoria uh, golf team. She'll be a sophomore next year, a fresh, a junior next year, and uh, she's planning to go to college on a golf scholarship. Their coach said she's just a, a marvelous addition to to the team, and yeah. uh, just changing somebody's life like that is just, I mean, and th- this is what other people would, uh, other parents were deeming a throwaway kid. And here's here's this wonderful person in there that had all these defense mechanisms to that it's okay that I'm in this situation. You know, yeah. and then you give them a, a real avenue where they can get a real vision and see themselves actually in that vision. And that it is really exciting. But uh, I will t- say this, that... If anybody wants to help out, become a volunteer, if you know of somebody that w- may be a good fit for our program, let me know. I can send you some information. You can reach me at tom at suncitycountryclub.org. That's my personal email. Um, I I try to get back to people in 24 hours, but generally I do between four and 600 emails a day because I'm also a score counselor, and I do talk to a lot of the kids. So um, they have questions, and I try to answer them best I can. So uh, this, th- I think that's really our main function for today. Um, we're yeah. not we're not out of time, but uh, I think we've I think we've hit on all the the good parts of this because um, we're. Our, our main thing is, like I say, um, I, I did want to touch on, I mentioned a, a book by The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clausen. He wrote that in 1927. And one of the things, then I have something similar to this in the book, but you have to put 10% of your gross um, into an investment account. That's just money. No matter what you do, you're only going to live on 90%. So you take one-tenth and you put it aside. Every time you get a paycheck, 10% goes to the side. I mean, I have to say I lived that. I learned that mine from uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill when I was 19 and got on my program. 
then you have seven tenths that you live on. So that's home, clothes, food, spending money, anything that you're going to do that. And then that leaves two tenths, and that's to pay off all your current and long-term debt. So by being able to do that, that's I think I'd like to close on that on that point. If you have something else to, to cover, Terry, go, go right ahead. No, I, I like that model. I mean, that's um, it's amazing that that has stood the test of time. <laughs> and it, um, I, it is so I think if we could all keep that in mind, we would be uh, much better off financially. Well, the whole country would. Look, yeah. look what's happened to us as a country. I mean... Nineteen trillion. Nobody even knows. I, if you got, if you lined up a hundred people and said, "Okay, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you can tell me how how much uh, area would nineteen trillion dollars in hundred dollar bills take up?" You would have no concept. I mean, it's it's just such a huge amount of money, and that's the richest country in the world is in debt almost to their, well, I think now we're over our gross national product. So you go, wait a minute, this this is absolute craziness. But, yeah. um, you know, it's just because people are spending everything. I, I heard a thing the other day on TV, which you know is true, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they said that they did they did a study, and they did it by by your incomes, but below 20,000 over 38,000 above 50 something and above 75 and if you lumped all of those people together how many of them have a thousand dollars that they could get their hands on just immediately it's like 34 35 percent yeah you, I saw that go, same article yeah you know you don't even have a thousand dollars. I mean, you know, I, God, I, I can't, I can't imagine it. But I, I would hate to be in that position. I mean, that's that's Americans, because we yep. have to have this instant gratification, and there's no reason for. I mean, people are buying stuff because the marketers are so damn good and we're so damn gullible that. We believe, oh, we have a need for this uh, widget that's on TV, and they're going to send me two of them that I don't even need one, but they're going to send me two of them in 1995. Oh, that's three payments <laughs> up. <laughs> Who cares? Send it. <laughs> no, wonder, <laughs> no wonder they need more space in their garage, and there's two and a half billion square feet of lock and store where people store all the stuff that they don't need, and they're putting on, and most of it from China. And you know, you go, wait a minute, something's wrong with this society when we're when we're doing that. I think we all need to be playing golf, so. <laughs> saving saving money, playing golf, and uh, helping kids learn to learn to play golf. Maybe is a good summary for the day. That that's it, and not not just play golf, but to play a sport they can play their entire life, and it and one that is more than just this sport, it's a way of life. Because in my own case, I'm, I get to meet people like yourself that are are helping me with, with this program and, and 
so helpful for for all the stuff that we're trying to accomplish with helping the kids. So, I I, yeah. I think we can just wind up. I I'm I'm pretty much out of what I wanted to talk about. And yeah. I got a golf date. I'm going to go out and play at the wonderful Sun City Country Club in about 85 degree temperature. And life is very good. <laughs> and that's all I need to hear. <laughs> I'll be sitting here in the rain, but I'll I'll be back down there. In a, in a few weeks, and, and we'll connect then. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm looking forward we'll, to we'll that. We'll close it up for now. Um, thanks, Tom. Uh, have fun today. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you all join us next month live at 9 a.m. on the last Wednesday of the month or anytime on blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment. And join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Lagering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours. You've been listening to Wealth DNA with Ron Naraki on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. I think Pete got the wrong number. Okay, see you guys later. Bye-bye. been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.